This is the Pickle Planet Podcast with Jenna and Tosh. Sit back and get a drink. Let's talk about parenting and how to survive it. Welcome to the Pickle Planet Podcast. I'm Tosh. And I'm Jenna. And I'm here with my lovely new mug. (laughs) How amazing are these? They're so cool. They're very fun. They're a lot of fun, and we want to thank our friend Larissa at Close to the Heart Shop for making these up for us, and everybody uh, can, well, hey, if you want to buy one, let her know. Yes. We don't mind. Yeah. (laughs) Spread the pickle planet love. Yeah. Yeah. He's cute. He's He's very cute. That pickle on his microphone stand, he's awesome. (laughs) He's very awesome. He's fantastic. You know what? That's because we like awesome things around here. We we, do. We like awesome people. So today, we've got one of the coolest, most awesome entrepreneurs in with us today. We have Sylvie, and she's the owner of Eclair Lips. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Hello. What an introduction, huh? It is. <laughs> I like being called awesome. I don't hear it a lot at home, so you know. <laughs> well, now you can listen to it on repeat once you have right. a po- podcast. Yeah. yeah. Silly. Yeah. I'm awesome. I'll tell my kids. I'm like, yeah. see? 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 Someone else thinks I'm awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, and before we talk about all of the reasons you're awesome, uh, we're very briefly going to tell people the entrepreneur side of awesomeness mm-hmm. is Eclair Lips, which is your lip balm company. Do you want to tell us just like... Super short. Okay. <laughs> we make natural lip balm, and it is super fun. It's very fun. All kinds of crazy flavors for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, there's definitely the, something for everybody. Some yeah. vanilla buttercream and some candy tart. These are these are not like props that Sylvie brought to the no. podcast. This no, no. is what I personally had on me just today. There's, I don't know how many flavors at home. Yes. However, Same with my, my house. daughter can steal away from me. Yeah. In the house, in the car, in my purse. They, they're everywhere. Yes. They really yeah. are. Uh, so Eclair Lips is a great company that you built here in New Brunswick, which is fantastic. But you, like me, are an import from Ontario. And we came for very different reasons. But your reasons are two very cute little girls. They are. <laughs> yeah, we've um, we've been in New Brunswick since 2016. We just celebrated our three years in at the beginning of this month, actually. Excellent. So it feels exciting. like it's been a lot longer than that because it didn't take very long to get here and get settled in and feel like homes. I find people here are super, super friendly and welcoming, so that's been great. But yeah, um, I was born and raised in Ontario. I'm originally from Sudbury, Ontario, Ooh. which is known for a gigantic nickel and yes, a very yes. large smokestack. <laughs> and, uh, I don't remember the smokestack. Yeah. I've seen the nickel. Yeah. yeah. It, it's the largest one in the world, I remember. I don't think it's still active, but anyways, details. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was in Toronto for 18 years prior to moving here, and that's actually where I met my husband. And um, we met online on the classiest of dating websites <laughs> on Plenty of Fish. And but it worked out, so it, it doesn't matter. It worked yeah. out. I have tips for writing a profile if anyone ever wants <laughs> oh, it. I would love to have seen your profile because the descriptions you write for Lip Balm are the best. <laughs> I just sit there and read your site. Oh, my God. Mary actually made me a book of, like, he printed off our profiles and all our first emails. And, yeah, so that oh, another yeah. episode. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Falling in love online. We'll follow up with that one later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're um yeah, we're interesting people, the two of us. Like when we got together, our friends were like, Okay, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we met in Toronto. So he's originally from Dieppe, but he moved there uh to Toronto in two thousand eight, which is when we met. And uh we we've been together since then. We have two little girls. So our oldest one is turning seven on Friday, which she's very excited about. You know what? In my Mother's Day card it was like Happy Mother's Day. Don't forget my birthday is... I was like, dude! <laughs> Don't forget my yeah. birthday. Yeah, yeah. That's kind like, of the whole point of Mother's yeah. Day. I won't forget yeah. my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
so she's the oldest and our youngest one is five and she made a different mother's day card that was very sweet she hasn't she, yeah she, she's already had her birthday i was gonna say she yeah. didn't mention her birthday so, yeah you know, she doesn't need as much pressure right before so yeah we had uh, our two girls when we were in ontario and um in 2015 we were actually uh working with a psychologist over there because we realized that our oldest daughter she just things about her developmentally were just a little different and we we honestly didn't notice it much at first because we're not the most typical people either <laughs> so we're like awesome like look how different she is like she does this and that but then after a little while we realized and we had like some friends and family who were saying like oh you know like she she does things that are a little bit different maybe you should get it looked into and we thought okay let's go see what's happening but um we were thinking it might be autism but we weren't really sure because when you the first thing you do is you go to google yeah <laughs> and everything that we found on google was more the typical i say typical because it's such a broad spectrum but things that are associated with boys and very particular symptoms that people frequently talk about that and there's a lot more to autism than that so we went to the psychologist and she was indeed on the spectrum and when we found that out we're like okay what do we do with this information um we're a little different in the way that we processed it because a lot of people take it as like a doom and gloom type of diagnosis which i can understand why people would because autism really hasn't had the best rep in the media for a very very long time like i actually listened to an 18 hour audiobook about <laughs> autism and the history of it yeah i'm a bit of a dork on the subject sometimes <laughs> but um yeah so it doesn't have the best history so a lot of people have like a negative and very upset reaction to find out that their child is on the spectrum but we weren't really like that we were like okay what what does this mean and how do we help her because we could see she was having challenges and we didn't want to change who she was but we wanted to make sure that she could navigate her life the best that she could and we were looking into therapy in Ontario and I don't know if anyone is very familiar with what things are like over there when it comes to autism but the help there is not it's not very available and there's very little of it when you get it so if your child gets a diagnosis um, of autism spectrum disorder they go on a waiting list it's a minimum of 18 months all the while you're hearing messages about early intervention make sure your child gets help before they start school and they start school at four over there so she was three and a half when she got the diagnosis so she would have been entering school six months later with no therapy and then once they start therapy they get four hours a week i believe for four to six weeks and then they're back on the waiting list again so it's very <laughs> oh my goodness. yeah yeah it's wow. very little and that was when i was over there so three years ago and they've been through some more changes and there's less and less help and funding available especially as kids grow up as well so my husband being from here we were talking to some friends who also have uh, a son who's autistic who was in they, they were in new brunswick and they were like telling us about all of the help that their son had gotten when he was younger and we thought okay well yeah but that's your son that's your situation like you live over there we're not well you know like if you move here this is the type of help that they offer to everybody who has preschool age children so we started looking into it we were cautiously contacting the the people in charge of the programs and they're backing up everything our friends wow. were saying and we're like no no like what's the catch like is this for real and we decided okay we would trust them we put up our house for sale left jobs and we just came here from scratch 
And still, I was, like, looking at my husband, Mary, I'm like, oh, my God, like, what? What if there's an important thing that, like, there's a loophole and this is all going to fall apart? <laughs> but it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, luckily. So three weeks after we moved, um, her name was up for her to start her therapy. And um, here, the picture is very different. So if you have a child who's preschool-aged, you get 20 hours of support. So you'll have um, somebody coming into your home or to the daycare if your child is in daycare to work with them. For 20 hours a week up until they start school so they and they really take them where they are they look at their strengths and they try to work with that they try to make it really fun because I was I was nervous about the whole therapy thing because I really don't want to change who my kids are but they would make it fun and uh, they would also look at the areas that they need to work on and find creative ways to work on it with them offering them fun things to do in between like we had one therapist she's she's like she's the best and she ended up being a babysitter for us now. Oh, wow. But um, my kids love bugs. And one thing we don't have in Ontario is June bugs. They're coming. <laughs> they are coming, unfortunately. So, yeah. yeah, this was the time of year that we moved. And, like, my kids love hunting for June bugs. And, like, the therapist would actually, t- like, during the play breaks, would play with the June bugs with her. Like, that was dedication. That, <laughs> that is dedication. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. It's hard to believe the difference between Ontario, four hours to 20 like, that's sad. And yeah. you're not the only family that I know that's moved out here. And I'm sure that you've mm-hmm. heard of a few as well that have come for these just such better systems. Which is funny because I think a lot of times here we think we don't have great systems. And, you know, I'm sure there are ways that we could improve. But I think sometimes, yeah, we don't stop and realize just how much we've done to support certain families, especially in the early years. And you've said that, you know, things... Things are still not quite caught up as as people age yet. Yeah. But hopefully with more parents and children going through such great early intervention, you guys will advocate for that continuation. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that people didn't used to talk about autism very much. It used to be this quiet thing. A lot of people wouldn't want to share. You'd kind of keep it a secret. And now that people are more open about it and that people are being open that it's not a bad thing. Like it's actually... For me, it's just, it's another interesting thing about my kids and our family. And the more we talk about it that way, the more it gets awareness and the more that we can develop programs. Like, I think that's why things are developing so much for younger kids, because things are, things are changing. People are talking about it. But as everybody grows up, then we'll hopefully be changing things along the whole way, because there's generations of autistic people, like there's autistic people of all ages, like we didn't just invent. Autism. Right, it's not, it's not as new. Much, yeah, oh, yeah. I read articles about that. I'm like, don't read the articles, don't read the comments. But yeah, it's not new. It's been around for as long as there's been people as far as like my 18-hour books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are, so besides your 18-hour book, there's obviously other great resources that you hit up, right? <laughs> Where you've got some other great ideas from websites, Facebook pages, anything like that? Yeah, well, the one thing, because the internet can be like a weird place anything (laughs) but especially whenever you're looking for information about like any any kind of a condition or let's say you're looking about autism because there are some people who view it as a really doom and gloom diagnosis that needs to be cured but the interesting thing is that if you start reading things written by autistics because there are autistic adults out there and they are perfectly capable of sharing their thoughts and there's a lot of it online and then you can actually get a very clear picture of what they've gone through what they have to say what their perspective is 
And I found that that was really helpful. Like one of the first videos that I stumbled upon, I'm really grateful that I stumbled upon like the autistic adults sharing their stories at the very beginning. But there was um, one woman who was doing YouTube videos and um, one of the autistic behaviors people talk about a lot is called ecolalia. So a lot of the, the words are very technical. Mm -hmm. So basically it's repetition because you'll hear people saying like, oh, autistic kids like to repeat things. And my oldest liked to repeat stuff, and it, it was pretty cool because we're French-Canadian, but she would watch Peppa Pig <laughs> with, like, the British, <laughs> the, the English, like, British accent, and she would say, like, please be careful, Daddy. Like, she'd say it with a British <laughs> accent. We're like, what? But she, she didn't say a lot of other words. So I was looking at that, and it was cool to see an adult who was saying, explaining why she repeats certain things and like perfectly rational explanations like a lot of stuff is not a mystery like you could go ask an adult who's in a similar who has a similar behavior and they'll tell you why so all the autistic people everybody's different obviously but the more there are different people sharing their autistic traits and why and how it feels and a lot of times it's not like oh like you'll I've never read anything written by an autistic adult who says I wish someone would cure me I hate being autistic like I I don't know if there's anybody who feels like that, but I have not come across wow. that kind of thing. It's usually like, yeah, I do this because like it helps me calm down and it helps me process information or like I just it feels cool like on my tongue when I repeat those words and that. So it's yeah, like it was really interesting to find things written by autistic adults. And um, there's one Facebook page in particular that is amazing. It's called um, Autistic Not Weird. And um, it's uh, a, a guy who recently found out that he's autistic, but he's actually a school teacher as well. So he oh, shares wow. a lot of really cool resources. Mm -hmm. And it's a neat page where people can actually ask questions and he'll share it. And other, like, you'll get autistic people giving their feedback, like, positive and constructively, which does not always happen on all parts of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so that, not. that's a really nice page. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Speaking about that idea of, you know, positive reactions and, and constructive feedback and things, you had shared at one point online um, about people's reactions when they hear the word or when you say that your children have this yeah. diagnosis. And I think it's really important for people to hear what you had to say about that. Yeah, because it's one of those things like it creates an awkward situation. Like you tell people, oh, my kids are autistic and all of a sudden you're not, unless you're talking to another family who has autistic kids, but usually it's like, oh, you're different from me. I'm not quite sure how to react. I want to be nice and say the appropriate thing. And because autism's gotten such a bad rap for a very long time, people assume like, oh no, like this is a bad thing. I, I'm, I like this person, so I'm sad for them because I want, you know, I care. Like I want to express my sadness. But for me, I find it hard because I feel like people are seeing all this negative instead of actually seeing my kids and my kids are awesome like they're they're really fun and I find that autism and their autistic traits is what makes them so unique I don't think it's something to fix about them so I usually try to gently talk to them about it because just a couple of years ago I didn't know anything about autism so I was one of those people who was probably like oh, I'm sorry. And then I was awkward. And I, I try to put myself in their shoes yeah. because I have been awkward many times in my life. <laughs> but yeah, like what I tell people is like, just be curious about it. And I don't know if all families are cool with that, but we're very cool with people asking curious questions. Because if it comes from a good place in your heart, I'm good with having that conversation and explaining to you about my family and the way we are. When, one of the funny questions that we get left, it's not funny, but it's a stereotypical question because 
uh, a lot of people they think your brain man in the 80s and a lot of people talk about autistics and that they're like savants and they have special skills and like let's say on on big bang theory sheldon they haven't outright said it but he's known as like an, a character with asperger's mm. so people are always like oh my god like what's their special talent what's and i feel like there's this pressure on them to be like oh like i can calculate like the right, right, certain yeah. things like for years on end and stuff like that but i like having like i'd rather somebody ask me that and say well you know what that's Actually, and not everybody who's autistic has like a savant thing happening. Like there's intelligence up here, intelligence like on all the spectrum of IQ, just the same as there is with the regular population. So the difference between your two girls, are they like night and day? Like do <laughs> they have so any different. of this yeah, do they have any of the same characteristics? They well see that's what was interesting. Like when we one thing is like we felt kind of bad that it took us a while to get a diagnosis for our youngest so she was diagnosed at three and a half and you go through all that and you think okay i know what autism is because you have like one child who's on the spectrum and then you learn more and more about it and you're like oh my gosh like there's so much more to it so like along the way i realized that like I am very likely on the autism spectrum myself. Like I identify with a lot of the characteristics for adult women who are have Asperger's syndrome. They don't diagnose it as such, but yeah, that's like another <laughs> another tangent. But it can be very. It's it's always very different from one person to the next. So when we had our second daughter and we're watching her grow up, we're like, oh, she's so different from the first one. I don't think she's on the spectrum. And then she's doing some similar things. We're like, oh, well, I think she's just copying her. Right. <laughs> but after a while, we're like man, I think we better not just like assume she's copying and let's go see. So we had her uh, get di- go through the diagnostic process and she was diagnosed on the spectrum just in March, but so different. Like my oldest one, she will talk up a storm. She's surprised. Yeah. <laughs> but she's she talks so much and she's very outgoing. Like one stereotypical thing about autistic people is that they're all introverted and they're not sociable no not it's very different from one person to the next my oldest is like a social butterfly the little one however very reserved she doesn't talk as much she'll like kind of hide behind my leg if she doesn't know somebody so it was interesting to see like they say if you know one autistic person you know one autistic person but it was interesting to actually see it within our family and how different like our two children who both came from like the two of us they're so so different so yeah awesome i know i was one of those people when you said that your second daughter was on the spectrum i was like oh i'm so sorry but i don't like i just i didn't know how to go about it even though we've had our friend carrie on before mm-hmm. where she said the same thing um if if you're curious, be curious and ask because most families are totally willing to tell you their story. Well, that's what I loved when when you said that. You were like, "Is that even the right thing?" Yeah, to no. Say? I was like, like I, I love when people like I just I've I've been someone who's been very quiet a, a large chunk of my life because I'm kind I'm kind of awkward. <laughs> So in recent years, I've owned being awkward and it makes it so much easier if you're just, you admit or you say what you're thinking, like, oh, like, I don't really know. And I, yeah, like I, I connect to awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it's, it's honesty, right? It's that honestly yeah. saying, look, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to react to mm-hmm. that. I, I want to be supportive. So what is it that I say to be supportive? Absolutely. And I think asking that question is like, so I, I personally feel that so supportive. If you're like, wow, like I, I don't know what that means. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Do you need help? What like, yeah. And then I could just tell you what the answers to all of those questions are because you'll, that's one thing that 
I see too is that you get a lot of stories of different families uh, who have autistic children and everybody's story is really different. So you might have a family that that is how they feel, but it doesn't mean that it's everybody. And I feel like a lot of the stories that have been told are the people who look at it from a negative perspective. And I just, I am not living their life and I can't attest to what their experience is like, but I just want to put our story out there and say, hey, here's a positive story. Like, we're autistic and we're pretty cool. And we're, <laughs> we're pretty cool. Yeah. One of the fav- my most favorite things that you have ever said was that all of the things that you grew up hiding are all of the things that people love about you now. All yeah. your quirks and all of that stuff. So you shouldn't hide these things, right? Yeah. Like, I've, I find it's hard, or at least it was harder in my youth. I don't know if things are changing. I keep hoping that things yes. are changing for the better with yes. social media and that people can connect, but then you hear stories about how it's it's not so great. But yeah, like I I knew that there were certain little things about me that were different and once I real like I would get picked on for little things. So once I realized I would be like, "Oh, we're just going to tone that down, numb this numb this down." And then I would just kind of be pretending to be normal but going under the radar. And going under the radar is just not a very exciting way to live life and it's hard to connect with people too and I find that it's when people share those little differences about them the little things that maybe someone did look at you weird for but you share it and you're actually being yourself and then you find someone else who connects to you like on a real level for that not just connecting to you because you appear to be a certain way but because of who you actually are and you you form friendships and yeah like cool stuff can happen when you're actually yourself and you admit your lip balm addiction and you start a whole company around it. <laughs> you admit your lip balm addiction. <laughs> I love oh, it. Yeah. But, but you've said that like now that you look at how you've created your business and you're looking at it through this spectrum of, you know, all the information you're learning from your audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> and the podcasts and the articles and the blogs. <laughs> but you've been able to kind of create, you've, you have created a very successful business, but you've created it very much around what works for you and your family. Yeah, because it's funny because when I started the business, it was about like, I wanted to do something that felt right in my heart. And it's been interesting to see that the things that felt right for me were largely due to like certain characteristics that I have that would be on the autism spectrum. And that honoring that is hopefully, <laughs> it's like you always have this dialogue in your head, like this will be good for my kids in the future. I swear it'll be good. Oh, yeah. And I keep hoping yeah. that it will be that like, I understand more about my life and how to model it. So like, I'm, I'm very chatty today, but I'm actually a very introverted person. So I might go hide in my office and not talk to anybody for the rest of the <laughs> afternoon after this. But I like that I understand that about myself because I can build a business where I I get to do things the way I want. And I hope that by learning that for myself, I can teach it to my kids and that while they see me doing it and fumbling through it and trying to figure it out for myself, that hopefully they'll be able to own that when they're older. Because we have a lot of conversations about that. Like when there's something I don't feel like doing and I'm anxious, like I try to tell them, I'm like, well, I'm anxious about going to this place because I don't really like when there's a lot of people like but you like people right because my oldest and oh yeah and then we just we kind of talk about it and that you can choose things depending on how you feel and what you're able to handle in that moment so yeah so hopefully hopefully it'll be good for them (laughs) I I think that you guys are doing the right thing I agree like you and Mario seem to be really approaching it with an open mind and open hearts which is huge right so I think that that's the best step you can take for your child. 
Well, and I think what you've just said, too, is is very much like at the core of good parenting is that idea of trying to recognize your children's strengths and weaknesses and to play up the strengths mm-hmm. and to to support them in the weaknesses and figure out for each person, those are always going to be different. And how do you find them in yourself? And then how do you cope with those in your life? And I think, yeah. you know, if we can do that for ourselves and our for a kid, that that's all we can hope for. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... It's very interesting because it's like you see the kids' strengths and weaknesses, but I keep thinking like we still were not prepared for the parenting thing. And you have your own strengths and weaknesses that you really notice when you're like under the pressure. Yeah, like, oh yeah. The children yeah. are very different than your. Like I, my youngest makes a big mess when she's eating. And I was like, oh my god, like for years I need to show her how to stop doing that. And I'm like, maybe I just need to chill out. Maybe right. I'll teach her how to clean up the mess after. Yeah, I'll just make her go to town. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's always like different ways of looking at things and getting to know yourself and how. You can be better and hopefully teaching that to them so that when they're the adults then they can yeah turn it around yeah absolutely yeah I hate to wrap this conversation up. I know. (laughs) I know. We're going to leave it there for this time. And we'll have Sylvie back another time to talk more about Eclair Lips. But before we go, let's tell people how to find Eclair Lips. Okay. Well, uh, the best place to head is to our website. So it's uh, eclairlips.com. And we sell online, but we sell to a lot of amazing local stores and stores all over North America. It's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of local stores that people can check out. To actually like smell them and <laughs> you want yeah. to smell them yeah, you do want to smell them absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much for coming in so oh, you're welcome i'm so glad to be here